With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Championship point number three to win a tenth Australian Open. Cross court backhand, Sitsi Pass. Forehand up the line. It gets uh, him stretching here. Sitsi Pass over the baseline. Novak Djokovic. He cannot be beaten. He's done it tough tonight. A worthy opponent who stretched him in two tie breaks. But Novak Djokovic has become even greater than he was. The most dominant force on Rod Laver Arena in the history of the Australian Open making its move here in 1988. It was a huge relief uh, and release of the emotions in the end. Um, yeah, just... Uh, Difficult to, to find any additional words, really. Uh, it's, it's, it's been a long journey, but a very, very special one. It's amazing, really, the record. Ten Australian Open finals, and he's won all ten of them. Our main man is Roger Rashid, and he's been good enough to join us again after what's been a pretty big couple of weeks at the Australian Open. Roger, welcome back. Great to have you back on the program. Thanks, Wayne. Uh, yeah, it was a big couple of weeks. Big month, for, obviously, for Novak, and, uh, well, he crushed it, didn't he? He did crush it. I mean, most expected him to crush it. But uh, Stefanos is, well, right now, probably the third best player in the world. Carlos Alcaraz wasn't here. Rafael Nadal's probably slipped to the three, four, five. But are we going to get a little dominant period of Novak here for the next year or two? Yeah, it's hard. Look, when, I guess when you watch that in a, in a snapshot the last few weeks you, and the opponents that he came up against... Um, yeah, there's a golf, isn't there, in that sort of sense. It was disappointing that Alcaraz wasn't here. There's no doubt about that. A fit Rafa. Um, I like Alcaraz because he's got that physicality that he brings. He's also got, Dwayne, the one thing that was missing last night from uh, Stefanos, as, as well as he's played over the fortnight, when the moments were there and they're there and you need to play big and go for your shots and trust what you've got, um, Stefanos didn't quite wasn't able to get it to do that in the second set tie break when he had an opportunity. When he had a set point in the second set as well, played very safe through the middle of the court and didn't go after the ball. And I think Alcaraz does that a little differently. He likes to get after it and he, and he forces and he's watched, I think, the best players in the world with those big moments. And um, so it'd be good to have him back. But, uh, yeah, look, there's going to be... At the moment, you've got, you know, you've got Paris and you've got Wimbledon. And, and right now, obviously, Rafa's still... You know, will be favoured at uh, Paris just, um, and and Novak will be just behind them, and then favoured at Wimbledon. So there will be there'll, there'll be some time for for this to settle down, and then we'll see um, who for this this other group is going to consistently be able to um, put their put their game and develop their game. But but Novak, you know, he does exploit a lot of you. I think we lost you there for a second, Roger, but hopefully we've got you back. So for pure backhand and forehand strike ability and athleticism rather than way into the greatest of all time debate does he hit it and cover the court as well as anybody that's ever played 
Yeah, definitely covers the court as well as well as anybody's ever ever done. But when you when you look through the generations, there was obviously guys in there. As I guess uh, his his def- heavy defense movement generally turns into instant offense a lot of times because he because of his ability to to not not retrieve the ball, but where he actually puts it back, it puts it back into the back third of the court, and so he doesn't allow you to keep pressing. And um, and then it's off off both wings. There's no area that you can get him where he feels like he's uh, slightly reducing his ability to do something with the ball and be effective. So whether you hit it, whether you hit it with speed, he's there. If you hit it with width, he's got it. If you hit it short and, and move him into different parts of the court. He's got answers for those, and and so he's got he's got all the facets of the game around the whole tennis court, good as anyone's uh, ever had it, and and that's why it takes a an enormous game and a disruptive type of tennis game to 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 beat Novak. What about his mental focus to get his emotion channeled into performance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's that's something like we haven't seen. Obviously, we've seen it with Rafa. I think um, you know Rafa's obviously. Someone you'd want you'd want to go out to go to war with for sure, and put him on the front line because you know he's resilient. He'll push back. Uh, Novak does it in a different way because Novak likes the challenge against me versus the rest. Um, that combative sort of uh, that combative mentality that uh, he's you know when you think about his journey. He's come, you know, he's well documented. He's come out of Serbia. He's had to fight for stuff there, and then be, you know, live the dream and have someone believe in the dream. And then, and then when he gets on the tour, he's fighting uh, the challenge of actually taking on two of the game's best in Roger and Rafa, and trying to make himself, um, you know, the fans. So he was trying to always fight for something and to. Uh, chase something, and so there's something around that. There's no doubt about that. It's um, we could see it here when he landed in Australia. Uh, you knew he was going to prove a point, and he wanted to prove a point. He wanted to go through undefeated, and you know he he showed obviously with emotions, Dwayne. We did, we can only imagine what it was like in his shoes to go through last year and then bring that back this year and actually have to carry that right. And you know, and deal with the day-to-day, um, you know, the day-to-day scenarios that we're going to play out. Play out. So, it's an amazing, amazing mind. And there are times when he wobbles, as we saw. Um, there are moments in five-set matches that the greats always wobble, but they wobble for a brief moment. And if you don't take them in that time and make that make that count, they gee, they square up really quickly, and they um, and they bring their best. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that's I think that's the great thing about watching. Just losing a couple of times, Roger. So I'll ask you one more on the tournament itself. So just one more on the tournament itself, Roger, because I, I get, I, I'm lucky enough. I get a free ticket every year. I go and I, are always amazed by how good the value add is. Not just the tennis, but the value add at the Australian Open. It's one of the great events, and again, the crowd numbers this year show that it's arguably the best event that Australia has every year, and it proved its worth with almost a million turning up. But, you know, I've read other articles about the TV audience being down and Craig Tolley doesn't do this and Craig Tolley doesn't do that. Should we actually be remarking at how good a job Craig Tolley does of putting all these fires out and having the fans still flock there as opposed to saying, well, there's a lot of glass half empty with what he does and we should be harping on that and it, it, it should be highlighted more? I, I kind of see it more half full for me with Tolley. 
Yeah, look, I think, I think Craig does a great job. I mean, the reality is you go to the Australian Open, as you've done, as I've done every year, Dwayne, it gets better. It's a bit, it's a better entertainment package. The fans get more. They get value. They get value. The, the players are obviously given theirs. And um, it is a day out, isn't it? And if you're happy, lucky enough to go, you know, and, and sit in the big stadiums and watch those big matches, I think it's a, it's a great job. The players continually love it. Uh, the fans, I don't know anyone that doesn't speak highly of the event and, and, and the people that enter for the first time. So... Yep, it's not easy doing the job, but um, he does. I think he does an exceptional job in in the, in the environment that is, and it's only getting bigger and bigger, and it's scaling up. And uh, we're lucky it's in our backyard, by the way. We are, and we're also lucky we had a great women's final to finish it off. Yeah, I was. I I thought that was magical. I mean, you know, you, to to look at the women's side of the draw, look look at Schwab Tech, Sabalenka, look at her story. You know, only three years ago she lost her father, and then. And then she had the woes of, you know, the last 12, you know, 12 months ago with the serving woes. She opens up the, men, the ladies' final with a double fault. She smiles at that, uh, gets a set, and then is able to turn it around by bigger ball striking. She's hitting the ball bigger than uh, Sitsipas's forehand, which is, you know, which to put that in, you know, for your viewers, I mean, your listeners, that, it is an amazing ball striking ability. And, and to get through, again, have a wobble, Nearly get there. She was close to it, um, and then to go through the to go through and claim it was, I think, it was beautiful for the for the game and um, a rightly deserved winner. And, and it'll be interesting to see what the year of 2023, uh, how it evolves for her and also the women's game because I thought, um, you know, she she may now really trust herself and and have and really really challenge Swiatek, which. In the women's game, obviously, we want some rivalries like we've been blessed to have in the men's games, and, and hopefully we get those this year. And will we see Nick play for Australia again, do you think, Nick Curios? I hope so. Um, yeah, I hope so. I, I guess the first thing is he, he, you know, to get fit, get I mean, get healthy, get fit and get back out there. And, um, you know, it seems like he's locked into the tennis moment. So it'd be good to see him back out there. I think, you know, when he's watching... He can see the opportunities that are available and and what's uh, what's in front of him and yeah let's hopefully hopefully that can be the first stage and then and then we get get him back in the fold but that's uh, that's up to Leighton and his crew to do that. And how is Australian tennis looking, Roger, when it comes to junior stocks coming through? Uh, look, it's you know we'd always like more. There's no doubt. I think on both sides, you know, you're competing with you're competing with the other sports and. That's the trickiest part of being playing is competing with the other sports and then what the what this sport, you know, how tough it is to make. And uh, we've got some good young talent, but that, it takes time. And I, I guess the main thing is if you're... It depends what you're you're asking for. You're asking, you know, where are our top 10 players? It's not that easy to be a top 10 player and you do get your... You know, you'll get them at certain times. And um, But it's, it's can you get a host of players, like the Americans, I guess, who are pushing each other and now have... You know, now have a. I think they've got nearly a dozen people and a dozen players in the, in the top hundred players in the world. And um, so, you know, you know, when you look at that, that's taken some time. But if we can do that, uh, that's what we're at. A group of young men that are pushing and, and females that are pushing each other along. But uh, yeah, we're probably um, there's some work to be done. That's for sure. Roger, great to have you. Really appreciate your contribution to this show and to the station itself over the course of the last couple of weeks. And uh, don't stay a stranger. I'll see you, what, grand final day when Port make it, yeah? Uh, I think so. We're, we're due, aren't we, Glenn? <laughs>
<laughs> we are due. Every, 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 every club is due. Even Geelong are saying they're due and they've only just got up. <laughs> yep. Uh, we'll keep that space open for another chat, another time. Great to have you, Roger. Roger Rashid joining us, uh, the number one expert in the game. Need to take a break. Get back to your calls. Plenty still to come. James Baisley is going to talk to us to talk the heat. Uh, two games away from winning the whole damn thing. So... Uh, we're able to get up over the Renegades, so James Baszler to join us. We'll keep you in touch with this Chiefs v Bengals game. So Joe Burrow and Cincinnati had the ball at 20-all with nine minutes left. He threw a pick. It bounced off a teammate's helmet. It was picked off. Patrick Mahomes got it back, and they've just kicked it away, the Chiefs. So it's now an opportunity for the Bengals to win this thing 20-all with two minutes 30 left. We'll keep you in touch with that on Dwayne's World.